NBA. Basketball with me, your host, Brad Parsons. Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of Podskitball. Today, we're doing another in game review again for the second time in a row. I have my wife. Kate, she's here with me. How are you doing, Kate? Oh, I am doing so good. Is it really two in a row? Yeah, yeah. We haven't done a podcast in a while. Well, lucky me and lucky audience. I know. The audience is so lucky. I know. So we went and saw the Blazers take on the Lakers on the 6th, just recently over the weekend. This is all true. And uh, we're going to do a little bit of... In-game review, last time we saw the Pelicans versus the Nuggets, so we had a lot more to talk about in regards to the location, uh, the general vibe of the audience, all that sort of stuff. This game was just back at old Moda Center, the place the where... The good old Rose Garden. Well, still the Rose Garden in our hearts. Rip, Rose City. <laughs> Rip, I mean, <laughs> kind of works on a few different levels, but... Yeah, let her rip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so um, yeah, what were okay? So so first impressions, typical game. Uh, you yes. get the brochure. Carmelo Anthony is on the front. It's which true. Is exciting. You open it up. Little, but little, what was your prediction? I wanted it to be so with the Blazers in like the the. I guess what would you call them? A pamphlet. Pamphlet. Yeah, like the with with all the game info and everything. You, when you open it up in the middle. Usually on the left-hand side, there's a Blazers player. On the right-hand side, there's an opponent's player. And I wanted it to so bad to be Melo versus LeBron. But it was it was Dame versus LeBron. But the thing is, they added a bunch of uh, I don't uh, even Looney remember Tunes. them guarding each other. No, because they're not the same position. Exactly. Yeah. So it seems odd. It, they're just the stars of the team. That's what they did. Like the, and, and they're in um, Space Jam 2 together. Oh. I think that's what it was. Is it Space Jam 2 or is it just Space Jam as well second edition i don't know i don't know if it's a reboot or if it's like in the future i mean i don't know me neither but, but we'll see it. we will see thank you regal pass yep and to all our sponsors out there yeah which sponsors do you want to think this episode um probably uh lacoste nice uh supreme sure bape bape so we're getting into premium uh we're just like fashion underground brands. uh we're like sponsored by underground companies. Yeah. I mean, they're pretty the above elite. ground, I guess, at this point. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. We'll have your brother on. He can let us know. Okay, good. We'll have a fashion episode. <laughs> well, speaking of fashion. Ooh. Uh, what, how'd you, so, so last episode we did the city edition Jersey reveal and we did the Portland one. Mm-hmm. How was it seeing them in real life? It was so pretty. They were just so pretty. I mean, obviously, uh, we weren't courtside. Um, kind of in the nosebleeds. Yeah, it was an expensive game. It was an expensive was. game. How much was it? Well, the average price to get into the nosebleeds at the Moda Center, somewhere around $20. It could, and that's give or take 5 or 10 so it could be cheaper a little bit more, but usually right around there. This was... I 
I got the ticket. I got our tickets um, when they released the schedule, and it was uh, ninety dollars a ticket. A waiting list. I was on a waiting list to get a ninety dollar ticket for that game. By the time the game started, the tickets were $140 to get into the arena. It's true. And I get it, though. Like, LeBron, how many times in... We might be able to see LeBron, and let, if they don't play each other in the playoffs, and if you're just in Portland, you might only have 10 more chances, 12 chances to see LeBron. Mm-hmm. Maybe more than that. But, but even still, compared to how many times he's played the Blazers, there's not that many left. And, and especially not at him playing it as, as his playing at his peak. I mean, I guess we'll have more opportunity to see him now that he's West. Right. Yeah. Cause with, with East, it was two times. I was one time a year. So maybe it, yeah, I mean, he's been in the league for 17 years. Uh, the first 15, you could see him one time a year and now they're not in the same division, but they do have, um, since they're on the West, they play each other three times. So you, every other year you can see him twice, but yeah, it's not much. Yeah. So, so if, you know, it, Barring them playing each other in the playoffs. I mean, how much did we spend on our Warriors tickets? Like $70 maybe. That was uh, mm-hmm. that was when, and that was our nosebleed tickets, but that was right after Kevin Durant joined the Warriors. That's true. So it was so many stars, which this, this is the similar case, but it never got up to $140. We, paid, we, we spent $70 like a week or two before the game, I think. Um, and this was $140. No, we, had him, we had him planned. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess that I feel like we would have that makes sense, but it wasn't it wasn't nearly as crazy as this though. Yeah, yeah, but worth it, I'd say. Oh yeah, I mean, worth every penny of yours. Yeah, <laughs> of our sponsors. <laughs> of uh, yes, worth every bit of uh, my personal sponsors' money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, the game. Um, first time seeing LeBron. Glad I get to see him in his prime still. Like, he's on the back end, but he's still, you know, just the dominant LeBron we've all known. Um, the jerseys were cool. The, the courts look slick. really nice. The the Because it's the 50th um, anniversary. Did you? I didn't notice it. And then once I did, like, I noticed the handle on the side. I didn't really Everyone like has it. the handle, though, so yeah, it's sort of like par for so the course. stupid. I yep. mean, well, I mean, I'm just opinionated, but I thought it was, I, it was distracting. I mean, it's kind of whatever. I'm so, But, I mean, I, I guess I've seen it a lot, so. Yeah. And it's, you know, with every team. So you just sort of don't think twice about it anymore. Right. But yeah. Yeah. Didn't so love it. So game begins. First thing Carmelo and LeBron. Oh. <laughs> Which you didn't even get to see it in the I real was looking life. away. Yeah. You were looking away. Oh, it was so sweet. I did see the video later. He embraces him in the same way that I embrace you when we hug. It was like two friends that haven't seen each other in the in a while. The banana boat forming itself once again. It was so sweet, except for they were front to front this time, not front to back. <laughs> it a was more so cute. I mean, the interesting thing was is that they kind of got on the court. Okay, well, let's rewind it. Sure. LeBron walks into the arena. The man is larger than life. The other thing is is that you. Like, you know when you watch blow, Blowflex, Bowflex, no, <laughs> Bowflex commercials, and it's like sculpted body and da 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 because they're talking about sculptures. Like you will right. look like a sculpture. LeBron James, his body is a sculpture. It is pure 
muscle. It was the weirdest thing I have ever seen in my entire life. Well, that, I was comparing it to a ripped toddler. <laughs> well, because he does kind of, he does kind of like, you know, hobble around. Not he hobble. Does. He just sort of like. It's like his muscles. Waddles. Yeah, he almost waddles. Um, but the, the, that's the funny thing is that he at six foot eight is one of the heaviest players in the league because he is so muscular. It's similar with Zion Williamson, who is one of the also one of the heaviest players in the league, but is like six six. Mm-hmm. It's strictly because their ability, their body's ability to maintain muscle mass is 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 uh yeah it's peak performance it's one of the craziest things yeah he's built like a god with bald a balding head i wonder if he's been on the naked edition of sports illustrated i don't know if he has i'm trying to think of who has i would be does that Uh, interest you oh absolutely blake griffin was on it (laughs) blake griffin was on it yeah and that was shocking i can't remember actually yeah it's kind of wild because they do look like because the, it's the combo of being really tall and really muscular. Yeah. Uh, that that uh, yeah, it's just like it's godlike. It is godlike. Yeah, but yeah, he's he is larger than life. Um, but he, the funny thing is that he is not the tallest player, but there's just something about him that just yeah, it's up. like an energy that he brings. With and you him. can see him from the nosebleeds immediately. Uh-huh. Like there's LeBron. Yeah. Like you can't see his jersey or anything, but you just know it. Yeah, it was it was definitely cool. And then for him to go start the game and then immediately it's like, hey, we're all friends here because everyone was hugging each other. That's true. And it, it was a pure embrace mm-hmm. with well, Carmelo Anthony. Well, it's funny because he, I don't, you don't know, you see people kind of hug or whatever, but it's not really all that. It's more of like, you know, just like tap in the back. He sort of initiated this, everyone really hugs each other, and it felt kind of funny because it's not what you're used to. Like, there was an extra level of, we're all, we're all brothers here It's like not teams. just a hug, it's like a hug and like a, a back, a slight back rub. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like what you would do for like a comforting, like, hey, I love you. This is, this is okay. Yeah. No, it, t- it totally kind of felt like that, too. It was cute. Mm-hmm. So sweet. Yeah, so so they did that. The game gets started. Um, one thing that's crazy is just we when we, we saw the Warriors in 2017 with Kevin Durant, and we're just like, wow, this team is they they're not even thinking like they're just yeah, dominating. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, they or, or they can all read each other's brains. Mm-hmm. Like that's how it was because everything was so smooth. And they're very much perimeter and transition based. Versus the Lakers that still have the transition game, they're running running around, but their post game is as dominant as the Warriors' three point game. It's kind of crazy once they get under the hoop. Yeah, it was definitely. I mean, definitely interesting. The difference between the two of them are is that they always maintained, like um, maintained is I guess the easiest way to put it mm-hmm. because. The Warriors definitely dominate in the third quarter at their peak performance. But when it came to the Lakers, it was so consistent. There wasn't ever a time where, I mean, obviously there was a point in time where they did over dominate the Blazers and mm-hmm. they won, but it was just a consistent, like they never they were let just up good. Yeah. And that, yeah. and that's, what's so demoralizing is, you, no matter what you do, no matter how like how good a run is, you can never quite get there. Because that's what happened. It was like, Lakers are up by five. Then they're up by 10. 
then they're up by 15, mm-hmm. then they're up by 20 over the course of an entire game, just slowly pounding away. And uh, yeah, I mean, they're right now they're on a similar path to the 2015-16 Warriors that, that uh, broke the all-time record. For wins. I think it was 2017. I can't remember actually now looking back. It was Kobe's last game. Kobe's farewell season. Uh, Yeah. But oh, remember how special that was. That was pretty fun. Yeah. We we remember. Do you remember the, I think it was the 300th third. Uh, three-pointer. Right. Set, Steph set the... All, he already had the all-time record for threes made, but then he hit the 300 mark, I think. Yeah. And who did he do it over? I can't remember. Who's one of my favorite Matt guys? Barnes? Uh-huh. Play- so I'm literally watching Kobe's final game on one screen, and then on the other, my boy is making just the craziest history ever over the person that got me into the game in the first place. It's true. Matt Barnes is, is, is the love story, which we need to cover that some, at some point, yeah, we will. do some origins, but mm-hmm. yeah, you just thought he was so handsome. Oh, he's so handsome. I still think he is. And he, Don't oh, tell my husband. I, <laughs> <laughs> I bet he's going to look great with age though. Oh, of course mm-hmm. he is. Yeah. He's a, he's a big weed advocate, really smart guy. Matt that Barnes is so smart. look good with age. No, but like he just he just does. He's a he's not like gonna he's sit. He's not gonna sit around. You know what is funny? Hmm. Okay, let's we're switching from basketball real quick. Okay, and I'll keep it short. He okay. So Michael, season five, Love Island, hate him. <laughs> However, he is a real deal douche lord of Matt Barnes. Yeah, they, that's, look they do look pretty similar. Yeah, Michael from Love Island, which is a British uh, TV, British reality TV show. Uh, it's United Kingdom. It's all of them, sweetie. Well, at the moment, it's it's still the United Kingdom. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's who that is. Uh, we'll do a side by side on the uh, Instagram. Don't worry, guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's just a very attractive person, and it caught your eye, and you never took your eye off the game. And he was like scrappy in a good way. He's been scrappy in a bad way, but you like Draymond Green a lot, and, and I do. he's he's polarizing. Either you're like, "That's my guy," I like, "That's my scrappy guy," or I fucking hate that scrappy guy. Like yeah. it's it's one or the other. Either you like him or you hate him. Yeah, I I that, don't like I don't like. Well, we've already had this discussion. I don't like dirty players, but I'm fine with scrappy players. Yeah, but Draymond has been straight up dirty plenty of times. When. Netflix? That's not dirty. LeBron was <laughs> stepping over him and disrespecting he's done, him. He's done multiple Netflix. It became his thing for a bit. He 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 got suspended in the finals. He's Come been really dirty, but no, on. that's it's fine. It's just that it when you like your scrappy player, you look past some of the dirty things because that is not true. Okay, you would not compare Jokic to Draymond. But I bet Nuggets players fucking love. How dirt, how scrap, quote unquote, scrappy he They're is. Not scrappy. He is not scrappy. He is a dirty, nasty, giant player. Well, I think, I think that he it's does all... things to intentionally hurt people, not inflict a little bit of ball pain to straight up injure somebody it, and hope that they, their season is over. It's pretty egregious, but I do think that there's a bias there. You have to admit no. there's some bias. No. Yeah. No. Like, not, uh, it, everybody has. And it's not a ton, but you're willing to look. It's just like with any relationship. You're always willing to look past one or two things because the the majority of the person is exactly who you're, you like. So 
I mean, you know, me and Draymond are definitely in a relationship. So, I, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. What you yeah, mean. and 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 I'm not saying that Draymond's a dirty player, but that doesn't mean that he's done. He hasn't done dirty things. So, I what's your nut flick then? My nut flick? Yeah. For you? Sure. What are you? What are you yeah. talking about? Yeah. What's my nut flick? <laughs> I don't what understand do you, what, what you're do you saying. What do you look beyond? Well, I'm uh, go back to your first question about <laughs> what did you mean by who's my Netflix? What's your Netflix? You mean what's my issue? What's that the people thing have that to I look, look beyond? What is the thing that I have to look beyond? <sighs> it's a really good NBA recap show. I know, sorry. Okay. No, it's good. I let me let me think of something. My Netflix. Something that you have to look past me. Mm-hmm. Making you come on my podcast. Oh, that's not a Netflix. <laughs> okay. Let's get back to the story. Okay. So, um, so the king comes out. Yeah. He starts flicking everyone in the nuts and then embraces them and hugs. It's nuts. He didn't do it. <laughs> he didn't flick anybody in the nuts. Um, but yeah, so, so the game starts. Lakers look really good. We just talked about kind of how dominant they appear. Yes. Um, Blazers were doing a good job of holding themselves together. And then. Rodney Hood went down. Yeah. Are we going to talk about those assholes? We're going to have to talk about those assholes. Yeah. So, so I'll preface a story. Rodney Hood grabs a rebound, non-contact falls to the ground in a ton of pain, which, you know, that's a leg injury and it's, and it's going to be an ACL tear could be an Achilles injury. It's going to be one of those and that's season ending. So as soon as it went down, it was like, shit. Rodney Hood's gone for the year. And we have a nice little soft spot in our hearts for him because he did so well. Yeah. And he's never really had those opportunities. And that's what he came out and said, like Portland's given me, given me my first chance to do anything meaningful in basketball, Mm. you know, because he, because, because he won the quadruple overtime game for us. He was the one that came in and him and Curry came, came in and, and, uh, got us that win. Uh, when we literally couldn't do anything. Miss you, Seth. Yeah. I, hey, it's, it's been nice to watch him on the Mavs this year. Yeah, again. But, uh, but yeah, so, he, so we just love him. We call him Mount Hood, Hoodie. Like, you know, like we have, we have Mount Hood here, and he's Rodney Hood, so like makes sense. So we signed him to a two-year deal for less money than he could have taken mm-hmm. elsewhere. He just liked the culture and wanted to stay here. And then, you know, 20 games in the season has an Achilles tear, which – an Achilles injury is way worse than an ACL. And really, I mean, he's 28, 29. This could be it. Mm. Maybe he has, I mean, like at the level that he can play right now, it's just a bad injury. It's such a bad injury. And so the second he went down, it was just like, ugh, I just kind of felt sick to my stomach. But there's... <sighs> Another reason why I felt sick to my stomach. Yeah. If you want to take that part... Okay, well, I'm going to back it up and give some background info, too. Because we get into town, we get on the max, and immediately I look at Brad and I go, I'm in a mood, which means I'm in a bad mood. You've ne- No, has anyone ever said I'm in a mood and they meant a good mood? Well, sometimes when I'm in a goofy mood, I'll say I'm in a mood. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. And then so, you have to guess which one it is. Yes, exactly. So I was in a mood and I said, I'm not in a mood at you. But I feel like I'm surrounded by idiots. Like every single thing that people are doing is really bothering me. Well, I wasn't necessarily surrounded by idiots on the max. 
what I was doing was having a psychic connection to what I would be dealing with inside of the Moda Center because I was literally surrounded by fucking idiots, including the people behind us. Yeah, it was kind of shocking. In general, I just don't like Moda Center fans. They're just kind of the worst version of sports fans. Don't seem to be paying attention very well. Were you, fi- were you fine with them up until I pointed it out this game? N- no, because there was so... No, because the last... Remember the when we saw the Mavericks last year? Um, the woman yeah, sitting we next to me was just so oh, difficult. Yeah. yeah, she was just so weird. Yeah, but I feel you like... You had to be confrontational. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Yeah, um, but that sort of stuff, I just feel like it, it happens often where... Like people are just there on like a drunken Friday night and they're not, they're just there to say, Oh, I'm at a Blazers game and then leave. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we had a lot of instant instances of that. But this first one, Rodney Hood goes down, the people behind us He's start shouting at him. You're a faker. Yeah, like, oh, he always does this. Yeah, it's bullshit. He's oh just such gosh. a fucking idiot. Like swearing he at him. He always does this. It was the most ridiculous so thing. So aggressive. I'm pretty sure I glared at them. I think a lot of people did. People turn As around. As they should. Yeah. As they should. To the point where I almost said, like once we actually got report of what the injury was, I almost said, hey, you guys are a bunch of fucking idiots. This is what actually happened and you should feel bad about yourselves. But the thing is, I I feel like people like that, they don't. Their, their whole thing is, I'm the hater. I just want to shit on everything because that makes me feel more superior than other people. I mean, I know the feeling, but come on. <laughs> I don't think you're a hater in that way. <laughs> no. You're opinionated, but you don't you don't just like shit on somebody. Nobody should just shit on somebody. I was ready to literally pull down my pants and <laughs> shit on them because they were already were two pieces of shit and it wouldn't have made a difference. Right. Like you're- it was shocking. It was absolutely it was just, so, shocking. It was just really disrespectful yes. for the people around, for Rodney Hood himself, and just the spirit of sports. And they were Blazers fans. I know. that's the th- They weren't even Lakers fans. Which the Lakers fans were pretty obnoxious too, but were used to that. Um, but you, with your, they with were your on own, an, Lakers fans were definitely on another level. They were. It was kind of, that was crazy. crazy. I know. I haven't had that many interactions with. Um, other teams, fans to this extent, but man, it was rough. No, we, anytime that we've seen the Warriors, it's a 50-50 split in the building. Yeah, and I guess the Warriors fans aren't the same, are they? No, they're not. They're pretty chill. They are chill. It. I think it's, I feel like when it's the Warriors playing against the Blazers, it's similar to like when you are playing, like when the Blazers are playing the Mavs for you. Where it's yeah. like, okay, well, no matter what, like this is a fun game. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, because the Lakers Lakers fans were just absolutely obnoxious. It was like, crazy. Yeah, just yeah, you walk out there. Blazers are such pieces of shit. Like I heard yeah. that so many times. It was crazy. Yeah, just wild. But but it happened on both sides. The fucking Blazers fans were miserable to be oh around. Oh my god. So so we had that incident, right? Rodney Hood's out. Then we had everyone to our left. We were in seats three and four of our row. So there was like, you know, whatever, 25, 30 seats in a row. Mm-hmm. The people from seat five to seat 15, 10 people literally got up every 30 minutes for the entire game to it get was, beer and then to go pee. It was less than that. And also, don't forget that they wouldn't do it during halftime or in between quarters. They did it 
when the quarter started. Yeah, as soon as they the quarter really started, weren't there for the game. As soon as the quarter started, three or four would get up, they'd walk out. Then we'd sit down. Two or three then would also get up and go out. Mm-hmm. And then another couple would get up. So like for the first three or four minutes of the game of each quarter, you're just like getting up, sitting down, getting up, sitting down. And then they all have to come back with their drinks. So you do the whole thing again. And then they have to go and they have to go pee. Yeah. Cause they just ch- drank but a bunch of beer. It wasn't just our row. It was the three rows in front of us as well. And so there was multiple times when we couldn't watch the game because the people in front of us were also getting up and getting their drinks too. Yeah. And, and the thing is we don't often go to games on, well, I guess sometimes we go to games on weekends. I feel like, it's not yeah, always though, a few. but the weekend crowd is just rough mm-hmm. because people are out on dates, but that's an expensive thing to just fuck around with. I guess like people that. have money to fuck around with. I don't know. I mean, we're sponsored and we don't have that kind of fucking money to fuck around with. <laughs> it's a good point. I just, I think that if, I mean, I guess it's the same thing for me with like concerts and stuff. It's like, why would I dull down the moment that I'm watching? And also... It wasn't just a game. It was a game against the Lakers. It was a game against LeBron James. You're literally sitting there in front of LeBron James. Why would you want to be hazy with that? Right. Yeah, because because I get those um, those like you know you didn't go see the Charlotte Hornets. It's a ten dollar ticket. Who cares? Mm-hmm. You pop in, you pop out. If that if you're not interested in it, then that's no big whoop. But, but the this, other thing is. Maybe there's people around you that are interested in that's it. The, that's the key is just being kind to each other. Yeah, the funny thing is that mindful. the Moda Center actually came out with a statement recently because um, there was a complaint because there was, an, there was uh, like three or four kids that had taken their shoes off and oh. put their feet on the head of the seats <laughs> behind them. And the Moda Center said, please oh gosh, do not me. do this. I'm just kidding. It wasn't no, me. it wasn't you. No, I wish. Yeah. Um, that you is wish true. you took your shoes off. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, not really. That, it's, no matter what, like, I've had this issue from the beginning of us going and seeing games. I don't like Blazers fans. I think that they're disrespectful to the team. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. There's people that I love. There's plenty of really good. They hang out at our house. There's plenty of really good Blazers fans. There are lots of good Blazers fans. But when it comes to the whole there's and a lot of bad Blazers fans not too. supporting your team the entire game that if they lag behind in the fourth quarter, you don't just get up and fucking leave because you're there to support your team. It's weird. Yeah. And, and, and I think it's, I, I don't know. I think we just feel like, uh, w- with anything, there's a level of respect that needs to be there because people are outperforming for you and right. you've, and also you spend your money on it. Like right. go spend your money on something else. So here's another interesting thing that I was thinking about while I was there. Okay. So remember when we went to the Coliseum in Rome? Yes. Remember when we were so uh, <laughs> worldly and we went to the Coliseum. Okay. Anyways. So they talked a lot about um, how important it was for Romans to go in there, have their camaraderie, you know, be, like they had all sorts of weird, um, why can't I think of what it's called? Um, propaganda. It was mm. all a propaganda scheme in order to find unity within something. Right. Hey, but it's all sports are coming together. Have, have your free alcohol and food. Totally. But 
we essentially are doing the same thing. It's a giant arena watching people fight to, well, it's fight to the win and fight to the loss in this. It's not death mm-hmm. or you win. But we're literally sitting there watching and like cheering and like some people talking shit about the people playing on the court and stuff like that. So it's just a really interesting perspective on that end where it's like, if you are treating human beings like that, yes, they get paid a lot of money to do this. Yes, this is a job for them. Yes, it's a very good career for them. But ultimately you're treating them like animals. If you do not support them as human beings, Because if you were a human being on that court, you would absolutely hope that your fans are there to stick through it until the very end. If you're shouting at them, pretending, going, oh, you're a faker. You're treating them like a fucking animal. That's not what we're there for. Right. There should, and obviously when you talk about, start, start a conversation of empathy with sports. I mean, there's a, there is a huge gap there because basketball, I feel like does it the best. And that's why I continue to gravitate towards it. But just the general idea of like, we're real, real human beings and we really care about each other and we have voices and opinions. We want to let people know how we feel. And also this is a game. So let's have fun. I feel like in general sports is a lot of that, like fuck that guy up, knock the, knock the player out. Oh, we just got to, if we could just get somebody to break that guy's leg. And I feel like there's such a huge disconnect with, which that's a funny thing. Like obviously my personality type and my love of sports don't necessarily mesh mm-hmm. in a traditional sense because I'm not that at all. And that is why I like the NBA is that NBA players are not like that either. Okay. It's a, it's a, it's con- it is all camaraderie regardless of what team you're on. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, there's rivalries and people, some people that do not like each other, which is, which adds to the drama, but it never goes over the edge. And it is just a bummer when that isn't reflected in the audience. Right. So speaking of, Pumping people up, though. Okay. Alex Caruso getting to the free throw line. Oh, my gosh. And every single Laker fan shouting, MVP. It MV- was a... Oh, it was a l- oh, no. You want to say MVP once? No, we'll do it okay. together. Okay, ready? One, two, three. MVP. MVP. <laughs> okay, okay great. Won't bow no, down. down. We did shout that at Anthony we, Davis. We did shout too. that at Anthony Davis. He and deserves like, it. Yeah, I, hope he, I hope he heard it. I hope he heard it. I hope he knows it. Um, so, so yeah, Alex Caruso, which you've, if you don't know who that is, he's a 26 year old guard who's been playing for the Lakers for a couple years, I guess now. Um, but he's kind of notorious for looking like a dope. Like he, he, his hair's balding, but he refuses to shave it. I don't think he looks dopey. I just think that he looks, um, different than what you expect. He doesn't look like an, he doesn't look like an athlete. He looks more like a ball boy. Yes. But he's hyper athletic. He doesn't look like a ball boy. He looks like the owner of a team. <laughs> but who's who happens to be in his twenties? <laughs> he looks like the owner of the Clippers in his twenties. <laughs> <laughs> looks like little Same Steve hair Ballmer. And <laughs> yeah. So so like, but but the thing is, he he doesn't shave his head, so he has like straggly hair mm-hmm. that's kind of funky looking. He has a weird little goatee thing, um, like a mustache with a little like it, flavor, it, flavor saver. saver. His called. hair is his haircut's kind of weird. Um, and so he looks funny, but he's super hyper athletic and great dunker, um, good, really good player all around. Um, but he's kind of become a meme because of the way he looks. And he's talked about that he welcomes that. Like I think he's he's totally cool with that. 
Um, but yeah, over the summer, it was like, oh yeah, we finally got our big three. We got LeBron, we got Anthony Davis, and we got Alex Caruso. Like that was the big, that was a big joke. In fact, just in their recent game, Alex Caruso scored 16 points. So he was the third mm-hmm. highest scorer. And so that was the, like the, the dream team. Someone had posted about that. LeBron reposted like there's, it was, it was the King, the brow and the goat. Oh, it was Alex Caruso. And so LeBron had reposted that. So everyone gets in on that. Um, but I didn't realize that it had, it had escaped the internet so much to where when we were at the stadium, half of the people in the stadium were shouting MVP at Alex Caruso. Mm-hmm. See, and I guess that that's the one redeeming thing about Blazers fans too, because they did the same thing for Dirk last year. Yeah, but that was every single fan base. Not a single fan base didn't give him a standing ovation. But that doesn't mean that not every single fan base isn't doing the same thing for Alex Caruso. Well, but I think it helped that half of the fans there were Lakers fans. Yeah, maybe. I think, I don't know. And it, now that I think about who was chanting that, it was, it was just the, the Lakers, Lakers fans. fans. Yeah, no, it wasn't the Blazers fans at all. Yeah. Um, which is fine, like whatever. But I just, it was surprising because I think the Alex Caruso thing is very funny. Um, it's And it's funny because he's good at basketball. Like he's obviously he's in the NBA, but he's also a good basketball player. He just happens to have a demeanor and a look to him that suggests he shouldn't. And so it's kind of funny when he does play well. And so, yeah, I got to the free throw line, got the MVP chance. And so that was just kind of funny, like meme culture working its way into every facet of your life. Yeah, it was crazy how quick he was. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's real good. Mm-hmm. And we didn't see him. He didn't play very well the game we saw him. Um, but uh, but but he's you know he's he's he gets a decent amount of minutes. I think he played twenty four minutes, which is like solid six man mm-hmm. minutes. But um, but yeah. Um, before we wrap up, do you want to talk about how sweet Ant was? Oh, a little Anthony Simons. Yeah, we, we did finally get to see him play some me- meaningful minutes. He he's meaningful in my heart. No matter what, he hit a couple threes. No, he did. He played meaningful yeah, he minutes. He had a couple job. shots. Um, he's definitely working his way into a more prominent role. Like they need him to. It's just so funny. Like I am so anxious to see if his body type is capable of bulking up. They usually are. He's just so young. He is so young, but it makes him appear so little, mm-hmm. which is so funny. As I sit here a whopping five foot one and a half because I just go, Oh, he's so little. He's like six, four. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a couple inches taller than Dame and CJ, which is so funny because I wouldn't expect that. No, he's so little, little, little in the face. Everything yeah. seems so little. He, he reminds ha- me of Christopher. Yeah. Her, her brother. Yeah. The, the audience the members baby. wouldn't know that. Oh no. We'll put his picture on Instagram. <laughs> He'll love it. Great. Right. Him. We'll put him next to aunt and then we'll do, um, Michael from love Island next to Matt Barnes. Okay. Perfect. Well, I can't wait to edit that. It'll be fun. Yeah. I mean, my brother has the same haircut and everything. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> he doesn't. Yeah. But it was fun to see him. I mean, the Blazers played a pretty forgettable game. Cool to see Carmelo Anthony. Hassan Whiteside was, was really good though and and he's been pretty uh engaged so it so it it i will just see how this goes i mean r- losing rodney hood they could not afford to lose anyone else and they dropped two games since so so we'll see but um but i but i just think that uh like they they do have something there if they can if they can get themselves together and stay within a playoff range and then wait for Collins and Nurkic to get back. They do have something there. It's just a matter of, do they have enough players now? And I'm not sure about that. Yeah. The other really interesting thing for me, like last year, I felt like you could 
really, and this is why Dame redeemed himself for me, is because you could tell that he was a leader. I didn't feel like he was a leader on the court during this game, which was really weird. That's true. And I wonder if it has something to do with Carmelo. Maybe. Because he is... It's like if you, like, I don't have an older brother, but I mm-hmm. could imagine that no matter what, like if you were a professional in an industry and then your older brother came in and worked with you, but he was underneath you, mm-hmm. you might go, well, that's my older brother. So he's got, yeah. and that, that definitely is the case with Carmelo It's just, he, he's regardless of the fact that he's not that great anymore. Cause he really is slow. He wasn't very good on defense. Um, he made a couple shots. Uh, he, he has more, he has, he has the ability to play. He looked like he belonged out in the court, but, mm-hmm. um, it's like, uh, you know, can, does Dame feel like he can still be that, that leader of the team? Does he, or, or I, he did a great job with it too. Yeah. Last year. No, he Last did. Year he really killed it. Yeah. He really killed it. And the team had a lot of success, but like, you know, you add a, a major name at the beginning of your season, you did not expect him to be there. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's going to be some weird transitions too. And they had just but started I looking good. I don't feel like I I would agree with you if I thought Dame had an ego, which I think Dame floats on the Portland franchise, not his name. Mm. Does that make sense? You think that he's more a blazer than he is Damian Lillard? Uh, yes, I think that, and I think that he's happy about that. Um, well, now I think. Because remember when I used to get so mad and I would call him a brat? Yeah. At that point, he's like, I just want to be the name. Now he's like, oh, no, this is more than that. We are the Portland Trailblazers. Right. He wanted to get some sort of recognition. And he he, he did get that. And maybe that's it just satisfied his ego. Right. He got some all-star selections. He got a couple all-NBA selections. Because if you don't, re- if you, if you don't uh, remember two years ago, he was all-NBA first team top two guard in the league, mm-hmm. which is kind of crazy. Like that, that's, that's uh that just doesn't happen for blazers much. And so maybe his ego got a little satisfied and it's like, all right, I got the, the personal accolades time to get the championship. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but, but yeah, you definitely have seen that where it's like, yeah, I am, I am Portland now more yeah. than more than Portland is Damian Lillard. Right. Yeah. Cause I feel like, you know, I'm, I mean, I've seen LeBron now with, I guess maybe just two teams. Yeah, you never, but you no didn't jump what, in when he was with the Heat. Stuff. Yeah, but no matter, I saw him his first year in the in the Cavaliers. Yeah, um, but no matter what, he what he is a name. No matter what, so it doesn't matter what team he's on. It's LeBron James' team. That's right. not how Dame is. Another interesting thing was how excited I was watching Anthony Davis. Yeah, I was about to say we haven't talked about Anthony Davis yeah. at all, and I had uh-huh. seen him once, like. Four or five, maybe longer years ago, like he yeah. was, he was maybe second, third year li- mm-hmm. year in the league, and you know he was sort of an up and comer, and like he was the superstar that he was, he was becoming that superstar. Mm-hmm. But I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah, what did you think? Um, so I don't really have a emotion. Well, my emotional response to Anthony Davis is just the memory after the All-Stars game when DeMarcus Cousins yeah. was transferred over to the Pelicans. Yeah. Or traded, not transferred. That was good. And he, uh, he's just like, what? This is the best day of my life. After, yeah, after he, he won, won the... the <laughs> yeah, because the... He won MVP for the game too, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, and it was in New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. The game was in New Orleans. Uh-huh. So that is how I think of him. Um, but I don't know a ton outside of that other than the weird cardboard cutout that they painted over his name 
at the aquarium <laughs> yeah, in the, New Orleans. <laughs> Did we talk about that? I, I think, think we, so. we might have. But yeah, uh, in at um, at the aquarium in New Orleans, there was a look how tall or how big this bird is compared mm-hmm. to a Pelicans player, and it was obviously a cardboard cutout of Anthony Davis had the same face, but they had changed the number to number one for Zion, even though it was very obviously Anthony Davis's silhouette, yeah. silhouetted face. Yeah. So. Um, so as far as like my emotional connections to Anthony Davis, it's that all-stars game. It is like knowing that he's a sweetie like that and then having to watch his name be drugged through the mud last year when he wanted to get traded, but didn't get traded. And then now, and that's about it. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, okay, cool. I'm finally seeing, or not even finally, because I didn't have like a need to see him and then saw him and I'm like, oh, wow, this is spectacular. And I didn't expect to have that because Mm -hmm. I don't have a connection to him. Right. Well, and that's the thing. I don't think I hold any animosity towards him or LeBron for leaving their situations because of all the franchises, there's maybe six or seven that are bad, bad, bad. And two of them are Cleveland Mm -hmm. and New Orleans. Yeah. And the other thing is, is that they, it was a calculated decision. And, and, and uh, the Pelicans got back the most fair value that I've ever seen out of a superstar trade. Like they, they got, they refuse to bow down. They simply will not bow down. People want them to, they can't do it. They can't do it. They won't do it. They'd like to, but they simply can't. They can't do it. They won't (laughs) bow down. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, but that's good. Cause Anthony Davis, um, he put up 39 points that night. That's crazy. It was a quiet 39. It was a very quiet 39, but still in awe of watching him play, mm-hmm. which is interesting that he played that well. And I just go, I, I was just happy to watch him. Yeah. 39 points, nine rebounds, two assists, two steals, three blocks, mm-hmm. shot well, a lot of free throws. But yeah, like that, that yeah, it, he, he is just one of those quiet superstars. L- Lillard is not that. When mm-hmm. he does his signature stuff, it's you that know. logo Lillard shot. Right. It's that crazy acrobatic move to the basket. But it's like CJ, because I don't, I mean, I know CJ when CJ's on the court and he'll play really well, but it's not, it's not, they, not they that find Dame their is showy. No, they find their place. And, yeah. and sometimes, so like, all the, t- I have to remind myself sometimes that um, certain players have to do, if you're the star, you have to take on a very large burden. And that means you have to take the really bad shots. Like, oh no, it's the end of the shot clock. We didn't set up a good play. We have to shoot something now. Here, I don't pay attention to those though. Yeah, well, those are the ones where Lillard does hit those crazy shots mm-hmm. and does those things. It's like, oh shit, we need to make something happen right now. And the players that aren't superstars... I mean the throwaway shots. Oh, you don't see them? Like when they're just throwaway shots? No. Well, they still, they're legitimate shots. I know. They just look more spectacular because they're forced. Yeah. Um, and the superstars have to take the four shots or the ones that are considered the top scorers mm-hmm. have to do that. Someone like CJ definitely takes that role on sometimes, um, but but he doesn't always have to. And mm-hmm. I think that that's what makes them look a little smoother. And that's with Anthony Davis too. Uh, th- in this game, they were up pretty much the whole game. They never had a lot of those oh shit moments. Mm-hmm. And so he didn't have to do anything spectacular. He mm-hmm. just played his game and put up 39 points without but really I worrying felt like about that's it. That's kind of how they played and how all of them played. 
where it yeah. was very similar to the Warriors, where it's like they're just playing a game and they just happen to do it really well. Yeah, because LeBron had 31 points, eight assists, seven rebounds. They put up 70 points, a quiet, quiet 70 points together. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have said that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and outside of that, no one else really scored a ton. Dwight Howard is out for a bit. It was fun to see him. He had oh 10 my gosh, rebounds. He's so goofy. He's he he is loving life. I think that he's actually got a shit, shit figured out. I I don't know because I didn't like him from the get-go. Well, I think I was fine with him because he was on the Clippers, right? When no. I first started watching. Oh no, he was on the Rockets. Yeah, he was on the Rockets. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's why I know it. Okay, so no, I didn't like him from the get-go. <laughs> and then saw him on some weird like Disney, like what's your favorite Disney movie? Of course he picks a Pixar one because he's a loser. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But then you told me the story about him being a crybaby to get on the Lakers, and then being a crybaby to be traded from the Lakers. I'm like, this kid is a chump. This 34-year-old kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's much older than me. But um, but, but yeah, he, he was incredibly good in Orlando, and then he created some really bad situations for himself. Getting to L.A., and then from L.A. to the Rockets, Rockets to the Hawks, Hawks to the Wizards. Like, he's just sort of been like, he's just not been not in not a very good place. And so this year, he had no team. And then uh, and then the Lakers are like, all right, we'll give you a shot. And he's coming off the bench behind JaVale McGee. But I think that he seems to have found his spot. He looked really happy. He looked comfortable. Played defense, rebounding, just not really concerned with anything else. And I think that that's where he's best suited right now. Um, he had a plus 14 over under, which that means that his team was 14 points better when he was on the court. Mm. Um, and uh, which was one of the highest. LeBron had a plus 21. Dwight Howard had a plus 14. Kyle Kuzma had a plus 15. Or plus nineteen, um, but 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 that sort of thing where he's just helping his team out. And he only scored five points, but it didn't matter because he if you play good defense and you make sure that you do your role, your team is probably going to do better. And it seems mm-hmm. like he's locked into I'm a role player, that's and good. that's perfect for him because he could play. And he is so when he was eighteen and first came into the league, there's a picture of him um, basically biting the rim, like he jumped up oh, high enough, or like catching his forehead to the rim. Um, two days ago, he did recreated the same photo and still can do that at 34. That's crazy. He's, he really is a, a athletic freak. And if he can keep it up, he could play for another five or six years. So mm-hmm. I think that we're, and that's, what's funny. We're seeing like, like Carmelo Anthony's back. LeBron's playing as good as he's ever played. Dwight Howard's finding his little role. It was an interesting, uh, game to see for a lot of aging veterans, mm-hmm. but yeah, so yeah. It was fun though. I give it, it a. Cool. It was. It was like yeah, obviously a once in a lifetime thing because I've never seen LeBron. So mm-hmm. I mean, I think we'll see him again. I mean, I hope so. I hope so too. It was very cool. Mm-hmm. I just think he's a good guy. I agree. I like him. I do too. He's a good. Uh, mm-hmm. He takes care really of him. people. Yeah, I'm not going to be rooting for the Lakers, but I mean, no, no, but, they're not our team. Yeah, but um, well, they're but not yeah. your team they're not my team they're not our team nope but i mean we just kind of root for people that's true he's he's a he's been compared to michael jordan he's a much better humanitarian much better person than michael jordan ever was while he was in the league so but also like don't compare him because well you have to compare him because they're in maybe two of the top four players that have ever played and so you have to com- you have to compare him on a lot of levels when it comes down to greatest player in history i think personality matters and he's 
so much better than, than Michael Jordan. I mean, we all thought Michael Jordan was cool when we were kids. Yeah, so. but it turns out that he's just a fucking like cigar addict, gambler, like can't lose anything, bet a hundred grand on a round of golf kind of guy. Like hmm. he's a he's a bo- he's one of the boys. Yeah, I just don't like that. I like. Yeah, I love he wouldn't it. hug someone. LeBron's. The, yeah, no, he no, he, he wouldn't. He probably wouldn't even be on a banana boat to begin no with. No way, no way. But you know, LeBron's got his family, and LeBron yeah. apparently he's got Taco Tuesday. He's got Taco Tuesday. He brings joy to millions everywhere. Yeah, he ta- he just takes care of people. He just he just proves he's just one of those guys that shows what it means to be a to do your best to be a good person yep. because no one in sports has had more pressure than him, mm-hmm. anyone in the last 20 years, maybe even longer than that. And he somehow has managed it so well that he, uh, no matter what he does, no matter what people say, it doesn't seem that it doesn't seem like it hurts him. Like he knows, he knows that where, where his place is in the world, yeah. even being so mega wealthy, mega famous. He also stands up. He does. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. He's he's a really good guy. Yeah, so thanks. And this thanks is King James. Mm-hmm. And this is a really good episode of Podskipball. Yes, thanks sponsors. <laughs> like to thank Kate for coming on again. Hey, but you pay me, so yeah, it's, it's true. I'll uh, meet you <laughs> back with the cash after this. Yes, meet you on the back deck. Oh, okay, perfect. Great. Thank you, dear. Mm-hmm. And um, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, if you like the podcast, tell your friends. Tell your family, tell your enemies. If you think I should be a permanent resident, hit me up. I mean, you live here. Oh, yeah. Okay, just kidding. Though. A permanent resident on in, on, in Podskipball? Yeah, I would never do that. You'd never want to be a permanent resident in Podskipball? Nope. Then why did you just say that you'd want people to tell you? I just want the uh, positive affirmation. If you want to give Kate positive affirmations, what's you your Instagram handle? You want to give me a handle? compliment. My handle is Catherine. Is it Catherine underscore June? I don't know. I don't. I, it's I don't your Instagram. Either. I mean, I am an influencer. Well, you can go to at Kate the influencer if you want to find a cool yes. page. That slide into those DMs with the compliments. <laughs> all right, pod skip all out. Psych. Say good night. a train sound studio production if you'd like to become part of our network please visit www.trainsoundstudio.com